Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. You're listening to Garibaldi Red, a Nottingham Forest podcast brought to you by Nottinghamshire Live. Hello, welcome to what is uh, becoming a regular occurrence, the impromptu midweek Garibaldi Red podcast as we discuss uh, Nottingham Forest transfer news. And we'll look back a little bit on the win against Barnsley last night, which is becoming a bit of an afterthought, I suppose, after what's happened uh, with Brennan Johnson and interested in him. And we'll discuss Lyle Taylor as well. Uh, we'll do that in the company of Sarah Clapson, who is on a bit of an internet delay. So we'll see how it goes. Sarah, hello, are you well? Very good, thank you. Very good. Tell us what's happening with Brennan Johnson then, um, and we'll kind of try and mitigate the delay. You can just tell us what's happening. Brentford have again shown their interest. Um, they've never really gone away. Um, he's They're one of many, many clubs that are, are keen on him. Um, he's had been a great season, obviously, on the back of last year's loan spell at Lincoln as well. So he's got no shortage of interest. Um, Brentford are the ones that are really sniffing around at the moment and have, have really tried to test the waters. Um, Forest are certainly having their resolve tested. Um, if the deal that the Brentford have put forward does go through, it would be a club record one for, for both clubs, which is heck of a lot of money. It puts Forest in a a very difficult um, position, a, a huge decision to make. Um, me, I. I'd be keeping Brendan Johnson. I think he's he's priceless at the moment. If you're challenging for position and you're going for a top six place, you need to be keeping players like him, um, your best players. He's going to make the difference. He's a game changer. He can have such an effect on, on games and, and where Forrest finishing the table that um, I'd be keeping him whatever money is offered. But I know that's easier said than done when somebody comes and puts millions and millions of pounds on the table. And, and if you're looking at that and thinking as a club, what you could potentially do with it, it's difficult. Um, I can, uh, yeah, can see the position that it puts Forrest in. But for me, that's offset by the impact that, that Brennan Johnson has and the momentum that Forrest are building at the moment. And the team spirit, the culture that Steve Cooper has really instilled Um They've got the wind behind them at the moment. They're, they're really on a roll um, and, and you don't want to disrupt that too much. And it would be a real shame, I think, if if that did happen by losing arguably the best player. Yeah, certainly it would be a, a gut punch for him to go um, for the players as well. If you see how well he played against Barnsley. I think Forest record sales 15 million. So well, I know it is. It was a sombre longer to Middlesbrough. So it would be more than that. Sounds like it's about 18 million. I suppose the timing is a thing, Sarah, isn't it? It's kind of how you replace him. They're looking at Wallace and Bowler. Different. Well, Bowler's a similar kind of player. Wallace is a, di- a, a bit different. He's very graceful, but I don't think he's got the pace. Uh, Forrest would be in a bit of a tricky situation in terms of replacing Brennan, you think, when clubs know they've got a fair bit of money in their back pocket suddenly? 
Yeah, I guess that's that is kind of the other um, the impact of it, isn't it? If if you're then trying to buy players and, and clubs know that you've just made a club record sale, then the asking price for other players is suddenly going to go up. Um, so yeah, it does have an knock on effect in that sense. Forrester have always always been very careful in how they've approached this window, but the same as as anywhere really, and the same with with any player. Everybody has a price. If somebody comes up with a lot of money, um, again, it is difficult to, to turn that down. Um, kind of alternatives, they have been looking at wide players and, and players in a similar kind of mould. So if the worst does happen and um, and Brennan Johnson does leave, then, then Forrest wouldn't be suddenly left adrift in the sense that they wouldn't, they've not identified replacements. They they are, they have been looking in those kind of areas. So um there is a plan. Um, I don't think anybody would want to see Brennan go um, because of his potential and because of how well he's done this season. But um, yeah, Forrest, hopefully, um, yeah, we'll have to see what happens. But um, uh, yeah, like I said, I'll be trying to hang on to him. What else is happening transfer-wise? Steve Cooper, well, Steve Cooper said he was sure Brennan wasn't going, although I guess the situation might change, obviously. Um, Lyle Taylor, it looks like he's going on loan. That's what Cooper was telling you last night. Lyle Taylor's about to head out on um, a loan move. He's not had a lot of game time um, this season. And I think he's desperate to play. He's struggling to get into the first 11 at Forest because Lewis Graben is his first choice. Obviously, they brought Keenan Davis in as well, who has also been starting games and, and has been doing really well. Got his goal last night um, and has looked a really good addition. And I think it's just been tough for, for Lyle. Um, obviously, he, he's he's not kind of got the, the chances that he would have liked. I think he's been desperate to play and it probably suits him and it, 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 I'm sure it suits Forrest as well to allow him to go out on loan and um, Steve Cooper did drop a, a big hint that there might be other business along the attacking front to make up for that um, he did say there's a few days left in the window yet to go with a, a big grin on his face so see what he's got up his sleeves in the coming days but it, he has always said that he wouldn't stand in the way of players that, that wanted to head out elsewhere um he's been very clear again he said about Brendan Johnson last night and said that he he doesn't want players who he wants to keep to leave um again I guess that's um it's a difficult situation then financially when it comes to Brennan but in terms of other players going I think there'll probably be a few more between now and Monday um fringe players who will be allowed to go but hopefully some incomings as well um so it could i think it could be a, an interesting few days ahead before the window closes people asking about brennan's contracts which is fair enough i mean there's 18 months left forest are trying to forest to put an offer on the table you don't see him signing one this month do you he's kind of got uh, the ball's very much in, in his court in a contract sense, isn't it? At best, it will be one where it's reviewed in the summer if he, if he's still at the football club. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the way he's been playing at the moment, he, it's as you say, the ball is in his court. He's, his value has gone up a lot even since the summer. Um, and what he's worth has gone up a lot since then with the performances that he's been consistently putting in. Um, so he's in a really good position. From Forrest's perspective, yeah, the sooner they get him tied down to any kind of deal, the better, really, um, because that would put them in a, a better position for other clubs looking at him. Um, but I think that's probably now looking unlikely before the end of January. Uh, in fantastic form, value's gone up hugely. Um, 
from from what we can be happy at Forest, he's enjoying his, his football, he's enjoying playing under Steve Cooper. He's not somebody who's itching for a move. It doesn't all rely on, on, on him. Um, I think that's probably the best way of putting it. Is that the crux of the gamble, really, do you think? Because he there's a year left on his contract, so his value is going to go down in the summer, realistically. I suppose it's the degree to what his value goes down and what Forrest are really rolling the dice on by, by chasing promotion. If it's 18 million now, then maybe it's 12 million in the summer, maybe it's 15 million, maybe it's 10 million, depending on who else comes in for him. There's quite a lot of unknowns. Is that the, the tricky situation Forrest really find themselves in? Yeah, absolutely. Um, if you if you get to the summer and he is still here and he does have a year left on his contract, then obviously that changes his value because of that. Um the top six and manage to get promoted then that changes everything that's the the kind of balance that they have to strike and the the risk and the gamble that you're you're having to deal with um again for me keeping him and 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 risking losing a few million pounds off his, his value but having that chance of potentially getting promoted that that outweighs it um because i think he can be the difference i think he can really help forest get into the top six and cement their place there um, but if you're you're looking at it from a, a club perspective that's something that you've got to try to weigh up I hope we don't look back on this as um, the night it all went wrong like kind of like the Charlton game a year or two years ago I thought we might have dodged that bullet yesterday but we'll see obviously Forrest he might well stay and Forrest might well be able to get <laughs> someone good in so we, we don't know entirely um, before you go give us your thoughts well, as, well we should really look at the, the Barnsley game a little bit Forest were pretty comfortable there, weren't they? It was, it, I know Barnsley had a spell in the second half, but Forrest did play some good stuff, although it was interesting what Steve Cooper said afterwards around, you know, he just wasn't overly impressed, was he, basically? Yeah, no, the manager wasn't happy at all. Um, he made that very clear when he, he came out for his post-match interviews. Um, he was pleased with the result, pleased to get a, a third consecutive league win, um, four if you include the FA Cup, one over Arsenal, and, and Forrest are now in a really good position, Um just below the the top six, but he wasn't happy with the performance at all, and he did point to that that Leeds game from a couple of years ago, how that was a similar kind of atmosphere to um, what it was against Derby at the weekend, and how there was a lot of a lot of emotion involved, and how everybody was on a real high after a result like that. But but a couple of years ago, Forrest then went and lost days later, and Lyle Taylor scored, and Steve Cooper said he'd mentioned that to the players beforehand and, and stress to them that he, he didn't want that to happen again he wants Forrest to be better he wants standards to be higher he doesn't want them to be in that kind of situation he doesn't want them to settle um, and he felt they did he felt that second half display um, he described it as average and I, I think you probably have to agree with him first half I thought Forrest were, were really good well in control um, 3-0 they, they should have had more I think if you really wanted to put your foot down and really wanted to um, go for the jugular, they, they could have had a lot more than that. And I think that would have pleased the manager more. Second half, they were just sloppy. They came out and never, they really struggled to get going and didn't offer too much of the ball and didn't test Bree's Samba, but but they just had more possession and, and had a, a little bit more about them. Forrest just let them back into the game and, and the manager wasn't happy with that. He wants them to, I think he's looking for a full 90 minute performance, which perhaps they haven't had yet um, since he's come in. They've had some really good results, some really good performances in there. But in terms of a full 90 minute 
display. I think he's still searching for that. Um, and, and that's where Forest are at the minute. They're aiming high. They're, they're trying to set higher standards than what they've done previously. And if you're going to break into the playoff places, then that's what you need. First goal for Keenan Davis, a well-taken one as well. Hopefully he really kicks on from here with goals. I'm not sure he will, but it was good to see. And Lewis Graben playing slightly unfamiliarly than most of the parts I watched uh, out, out wide, but he's working hard. There's a, a good partnership striking up there, isn't there? Yeah, I've been really impressed with Keenan Davis since he, he's come in. I think he, um, last night, he worked really hard for it, stole the ball, um, pushed forward and then and took it really well, kept his cool, showed good composure and it was a nice finish. Um He's been really good. I like his hold-up play. I like how hard he works. I like how he gets involved and his link-up play. Um, I think probably the question mark when he did came in or he did when he did come in was whether he would score goals. Um, hopefully that does give him confidence now to kick on and get a few more and um, a huge help. But Lewis Graben was was great. I thought last night he's been in really good form. Obviously goal-scoring form, he's been. In, um, exceptional but he worked really hard he was out on the left quite a bit and made some good runs tried to get involved saw a lot of the ball put some decent crosses in there was one moment where he he perhaps should have do um Phillips in Canagle or played to Phillips in Canagle I should say um and it, the moment passed him by but other than that I thought he was he was really good there were some really good individual displays I think I probably just agree with Steve Cooper in that they didn't look so much as of a team in the second half, which is unlike Forest because that's that's been a big strength of theirs. Individually, they played really well. Um, Jack Colback again, I thought was was excellent um, going back into to left back. Lewis Graben mentioned Steve Cook, um, Scott McKenna put in a, a massive block again, um, just like he did against Derby. But just in terms of looking, in terms of gelling and looking like a, a cohesive unit, Forest didn't quite have that. Let's finish on the Brennan Johnson and Lyle Taylor thing then. Uh, would you expect these to be resolved before the weekend? Because obviously the clock's ticking now on the deadline and you don't want uncertainty going into such a big game. I guess you would want to know either way, particularly with Brennan, but also with Lyle as well, what's happening. Lyle's move sounds like it, it's going to be done fairly close. I think it would have to be for the manager to come out and, and speak about it. He doesn't usually talk about um, transfer business in, in that way. Um so I think that will be done quite quickly. Brennan Johnson, it's so difficult to say, isn't it? If if Forrest do reject this bid, but then somebody else comes in or, or Brentford come back with another bid that's even higher um, or, or with more uh, various incentives, then you're left in the same position again, unless Forrest come out and say, no, no, we're not selling at all, whatever the, the price. Um, there's not many days left in the transfer window. So ideally you'd like to know um, before the Cardiff game or on Sunday but it's January isn't it and, and so many things can happen there's so many ups and downs and twists and turns um, and especially when you've got the number of, of clubs looking at Brennan Johnson that, that he has. If he were to go to Brentford I can't see a scenario where he comes back on loan I know people have said that maybe if he goes to Chelsea or Liverpool or whoever they would come in late but that's not in the time that's not in the picture at the moment but if he were to go to Brentford they'd be very unlikely to send a, you know, splash out a record transfer fee when they're struggling in the Premier League and send him back, would they? Yeah, I, I think so. The position they're in and the money that they would spend, um, I, I think they'd be wanting him straight in and, um, yeah, trying to get him integrated and make the most of him. Um, I, I 
would have thought that would be quite unlikely if it was a different club than then maybe but it's Brentford who are really sniffing around at the moment. Right, uh, we shall leave it there. It wasn't very upbeat, was it, after a 3-0 win? But that's uh, the way the fans are feeling today. So we'll hopefully bring you some news on Brendan Johnson's situation soon. But a good win for Forrest. They moved within a point of the playoffs. Uh, we'll be back uh, tomorrow, I think. I'm speaking to Gareth Taylor, the Man City women's manager, in the next hour. And we'll put that out uh, with the Forest Women's Manager as well. Obviously, Gareth's got Forest Connections, so we'll talk about that. And we'll be back with the main podcast on Tuesday, I think. And we'll talk deadline day on Monday with Sarah. Sarah, thank you very much. Thank you. Thanks very much, everyone. And uh, we'll see you soon. Thank you for listening to Garibaldi Red, a Nottingham Forest podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, then please let us know. We love hearing your feedback. We'll be back soon with another episode. Thanks for listening.